0: Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We in the Fight Club going to T Mobile Arena, of Las Vegas to talk UFC 290, arguably the best card of the year, International Fight Week. Also happens to be on my birthday, July 8th this year. And as always, if y'all didn't know, this is Totally Blitz Podcast. These are your hosts. I'm Paul Picklewin, I'm Concha, and I'm joined with.
1: Hey, man, happy birthday to a real gangster, my boy, Paul, man. My boy got the M in his head, real magic shit. Man, we lit, man. And if you didn't know, you're stupid. But you're not you're not regular stupid. You just didn't know. My name is Kev Waterboy Savoy, a.k.a. the Don P I. You see me repping the brand. And Paul, man, he turned 25, UFC 290, Folkanowski versus Yair Rodriguez, Uno Mexicano. Pantoza versus Brandon Moreno, Dos Mexicano. I'm just saying, Powell. This is a good. This is a good. This is gonna be a good day. What are you looking forward to for this card,
0: man? Honestly, stack talk the bottom, but like this, the I'm hoping they all bring it. Cause sometimes these high level cards don't always bring it. I'm hoping that these, this is the one that is high level on paper and it brings the excitement. And, I mean, it is International Fight Week. We got a fucking South African, uh, Trigas Duplessis, Cameron, Simon, um, Tatsuo, Tayera, fucking Jap- Japan's being represented. You already spoke on the Mexicans. We got New Zealand with Jack Della Mon- uh, Mandela and Alexander Volkanovsky. Fucking Brazil with Pantoja. and Oh, even Dan Hooker's representing the island over there. But Pantoja, Denise Gomez, like Brazil's got their fighters. Victor Pantino. Like international fight week, baby. Every country's gonna bring it, and every country's gonna be represented.
1: Hey, man, it's fucking lit, man. I mean, I liked last year's international fight week. Who do we have? We had, we had Izzy versus Cannon here, and um Volkanovski versus um Max Holloway. I mean, it wasn't like crazy exciting and crazy electric and crazy fiery, but it was a good fucking card, and it was a good experience. But they did their thing this year. You telling me you got you got two title fights? You got Bo Nickel and TreShaun Gore just to start it off. Oh, it's gonna be a fucking banger of a card. You got motherfucking
0: I'm missing um Robbie Lawless
1: on this motherfucker. Oh yeah, legend,
0: and I believe this is his last fight too. So this is gonna be the wrap to his Hall of Fame career.
1: Right, and I've been doing my research on Robbie Lawler. He's a hitter for show. Sure. The fact that he left and came back. Well, I wouldn't say left. He kind of maybe got the boot and came back. Oh my gosh, how are we forgetting Robert Whittaker, the Reaper? Come on, man! I was like, I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. And don't forget Jalen Turner, bro. This card is fucking crazy, lit.
0: Yeah, no, but fucking. Um... You got the old school, like the old, old, old school Strike Force veteran, elite FC, XC veteran, uh, Robbie Lawrence. And then you got the new school. And honestly, it's kind of hard to pick who's who's the best prospect on here. Bo Nickel? Is it Jack Della Maddalena? Is it Tatsuo Taira? Is it Cameron Simon? Is it Dricus Duplessis?
1: It is not Drekas Duplessis. No. <laughs> I will say that. Dupleses. It is not Jigas. No, but
0: stacked, I mean, any way you want to cut this cake.
1: This is a great fucking card, homie. I'm watching I'm
0: looking at this card like wow. But what fight do you want to get into first? Uh let's 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 handle the prospects off rip. But this one mm. we can cover it real quick, because if you watched our card like two, three weeks ago where Tatsu and Tayara was supposed to fight on. But Klotz and Rodriguez came in overweight and they didn't fight. Well, Tyra, like I said, when I broke him down on that video, he's the reason why a lot of people fuck with him is because he's very active. He's a lot of these prospects. Look at Patty, once he became famous, like he was his one fight a year, two weeks. Like he's kind of where the fuck is Patty? Uh, Tyera, like, okay, you didn't get the fight then, stayed in shape, they, turn it around, put you on the fucking 290 card. So, like, Again, elite wrestling, he's a minus 900 favorite. I'm not going to count out Egler Chayrez because, I mean, even though he's plus 600, I can't count out a Mexican that is on the same card as two other co-Mexicans that are fighting in the main event. So maybe there'll be something in the water from homeboy. But, yeah, Chayrez is legit. And if you haven't, go watch that uh, that preview from a few weeks ago. That gets a full breakdown on him.
1: Hell, yeah. But I just hit me. I asked you a question. You didn't answer. What are you looking forward to most on this card?
0: Oh, looking most forward to. Honestly, the one I if it, if I'm picking a specific fight, that I'm looking for. It's gonna be the Moreno Pantoja fight. And there's just a lot more, and like they have two previous meetings where Moreno lost. Actually, got sent, got kicked out of the UFC with one of those losses, then came back. And, I think there's actually bad blood there because Pantoja feels like he 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 should like he called him he called Moreno and someone else like oh let my two children fight each other because that's how he viewed him as like his children so oh uh, I think it was um Kai Car France he was like yeah let my two children fight each other because he beat he beat both of them and they were fighting for the interim belt so like he was already talking his own little shit he felt like he should be the one fighting for belts here like so. I'm rooting for my boy Moreno, but all the fights, I think that one got me the most like, okay, let's see what, just see what happens.
1: Nice, 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 nice. I like to see it, man. I'm looking forward to seeing Dana White after this motherfucking conference, because I haven't seen this man at a press conference in a minute.
0: Yeah, and hopefully the casinos let him, well, gamble. Hopefully they let my boy do a little bit of blackjack.
1: Yeah. But now, shout out the boys, man, but On to this card, man. So we start Tysara. Tyson. I'm not even gonna say his name.
0: Who's next, man? Cameron Simon. Shout out Tom Clark uh, TV over there. He has an interview with Cameron Simon that just got posted a couple like a week ago. Nice little interview. Go check him out on YouTube and anywhere you listen to your podcast. Or go follow him on Twitter. I'll probably drop a link in the in the description down below for his Twitter. Uh, but yeah Cameron Simons a fellow South African that's uh, like Dreyka's is so they got two South Africans on here but he's the one I was just
1: talking about you for a second I'm about to say a fellow South African you, oh, no,
0: you no 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 nah, 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 nah. but people are saying he's the legit one a lot of people know what what people really think of Dreyka's. Cameron C- Simon though people usually hold him in high regard three fights in the UFC off the contender series in 2022 since um three fights in, two knockouts and one decision win. So I mean there isn't a lot of fighters coming out of South Africa. So this is I guess their their favorite guy right now.
1: And if you were to if you were to talk if you were to ask um South Africans, they'll say they're the most African fighters.
0: Hey. That is what they'll say. I'm not saying that's what we say. I'm just saying that's what they say. I would say this card has the potential because, like, there's so many big favorites that, like, it feels like we should know who's going to win some of these fights. But we, there's potential where, like, like, if Dreykus wins, like, this card has ripple effect. Like, this card here, like, this would be big, like, some big shit could happen in this card. So, like, that's what's awesome. It's so exciting.
1: If Dreykus were to win, first off, shout out Bourbon and Bud. My dog Knuckles would probably set himself on fire.
0: I think he said if Drakus wins, like I don't think Whitaker will be his favorite fighter anymore. Like he'll have to free agency find find someone else. I could be wrong. Uh, he, he he said something bold where he was like, if Drakus wins, this is what I'm. He's he at Twitter Space. I don't. I can't remember. I just remember. I remember
1: I, him saying something in Twitter Space, but I was um I was listening to music.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but yeah. But, there's
1: so much, but hey, shout out to Cameron Simon. He does, he works with small podcasts. i fuck with bro. I got him picked. He's like, what, a minus 400 favorite right now? Oh, uh, yeah,
0: 440. Moved up
1: a little bit more. That's crazy. So, yeah, hey, you he better fuck him up. But what's he good
0: at? Uh, I mean, he's good on the feet. I mean, there hasn't been much, much of him. Yeah, there's a couple fights, but two of them, like I said, have been knockouts. And I believe both of them are early. I do know, both third round, but. He he has a little bit of wrestling because he will shoot a takedown. But he's he likes to stand up. Like it makes him fun. He throws a lot of volume too, which is also fun. So like he he's just exciting. Um he throws a lot of volume. He's got the power and he does have a little bit of wrestling, but he he likes to stand up. So that's why people like him.
1: Oh man, some group chat going crazy right now. That boy real arguing with somebody. I have to put them on do not so,
0: disturb. And he's twenty two years old. So, yeah, damn, he's 22? Yeah, 22 years old. So, yeah, like, the future is bright with him right now. 22 wins in UFC the good, something good. Bro was born in the 2000s. It could be another 135er to keep your eye on. Then let's jump over to, I guess, the most seasoned prospect on here. I don't know if we can still call him a prospect because he's now ranked in the top 15. But Jack Della, Maddalena, a lot of people, JDM. Is a lot of people refer to him as. Just JDM. I mean, every UFC fighter that goes by three initials has always been always been a great. So consistently, he, he's fourteen and two. First two fights in his MMA professional career was losses. Then he goes on a fourteen fight win streak, including winning in Dana White contender series. And then falling up that with three straight first round knockouts and then a first round submission. So, last four fights all ended in the first round. Coming off a submission win of our boy, Randy Brown. So, that's
1: bad too. That shit was hurtful.
0: Yeah. And this is like this Australian here, like JDM is that guy. I mean, he might be Twitter's favorite prospect right now. He might be the one who, if you're trying to get someone into UFC and you, you want to sound like you, like, if they don't know much about these fighters, and you want to sound like a know it all, you might be talking about JDM and be like, Yeah, he's he's going to be fighting for a bell in the next two years. So then, in two years, and he is, you, you look like a genius.
1: Me personally, I'm going to bring up Billy with here, but that's just me.
0: Another one, but another one, minus 900 favorite. He's going up against Josiah Harrell, plus 550 into oh. odds, 7 and 0. This will be his. First fight in the UFC. He had one fight in the LFA. He got a a third-round knockout. He was former OCL Ohio Combat League champion in 2022. So, like, he's getting fast-tracked here. Like, first fight in the UFC, first fight in, in, like, any major, major promotion. He's going up against a top 15 guy who a lot of people already put in, like, title, contendership, hopeful. Next to his name, so the odds are there for a reason. I'm rocking with JDM, but Josiah Harold. The only thing I can point out to him is he that boy speared somebody out of a fucking cage a couple of years ago. Broke the cage door. How hard he speared him through the fucking door. So no, that
1: shit is fucking insane. Cause like they that shit only happens in wrestling because they want it to happen. Like they they pencil that it, but jdm is a problem he's a monster he's an animal and i don't see him losing that losing that steam right now because one thing i feel like they've been doing or maybe ufc has always done this but like they'll get a guy that's from another promotion and or guy or girl because they did it last week on the card and they'll put him against a hitter and then now they kind of get steamrolled like who was it? Sean Strickland last week fought against the dude. It was his second fight in the um UFC. second fight in the UFC. He's taking a step up to Sean Strickland, number seven. Like the UFC is just known for doing shit like that. And um I want to say there was a woman's fight too that was like that. So it was just like I don't know. I think if you could come from another promotion and be just as dominant, that's respect. But I don't I I don't think that's always a good recipe for success, especially against somebody that's streaking like J.D.M. right now.
0: Yeah. and Big odds. But that's what I was saying. A lot of these fights, the odds are so massive where we're sitting here, like, we know who's going to win. It's kind of hard to even talk about the other guy because the other guy don't have much film to work with or has any, like, his wins, even if he looks good in those wins, is against very low competition. Probably. And it's kind of like, how how can you judge that going into now UFC, which is at a certain caliber of yeah. level and, But that's what makes this card fun, because if any of these motherfuckers lose, oh, my God, it's going to be a field day on Twitter. Oh, my God.
1: And you got to also remember, it's a short-notice fight. So, you know, short-notice fights, anything can happen.
0: Yeah, I was hoping Kevin Holland would get the fight here, because he was talking big shit, talking about he'll fight here, and then at 291 against Chiesa still. I was like, I don't know, Holland, because if you take damage in this fight, the... They're not gonna allow you to fight in that next fight.
1: That's some ranking shit. It's just on some ranking shit. Like, he'll take the fight here against a rank guy. They thinks he can beat beat him, especially on short notice. Beat him, and now, boy, you got to double up the pay.
0: Nah, that's true. I did y'all favor, like Sean Strickland would say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, our next fight, the most experience on the card right here, lobby. Lawler plus two ten on the odds. The bookmakers aren't fucking with the cut dog. Going up against Nico Price minus two sixty. This is gonna be this is gonna be the farewell tour. Do you think Robbie got one more in him at forty one years old? Right.
1: If I said the UFC ain't shit for putting um putting up strength opponents against like superstars from other promotions, they're definitely not shit. We're putting up-and-coming talent up against motherfucking um older veterans to kind of just send them out the door with a fucking imagine if last week is Kevin Lee's last fight. Imagine if Tony Ferguson's last fight was against Mike. It was was um that's not the same, but imagine if Tony Ferguson's last fight was against Michael Cheney. Imagine if, if like it's like the fact that they fade BJ Penn to a tenth ranked Jair Rodriguez.
0: Like, if, if Tony Ferguson decided to go up to welterweight to end his career, and they're like, "All right, you come to welterweight, your first fight will be Shop cop off." Da da,
1: Nate Diaz versus Hamza Chimaev, like yeah, like,
0: what? like
1: the UFC ain't shit. Maybe <laughs> killing it up. Man.
0: I, I have I have a theory, bro. Maybe Dan and White is like, "All right, if you retire, I don't want you going to fight." over at Bellator or, like, one of these other promotions yeah. gets you after you retire. So I got to break you. <laughs> <laughs> I got I to destroy you.
1: <laughs> Dana White says he does what's best for business. Tony, Nate subbing Tony Ferguson in that um main event was probably the worst. I bet you Dana White, like, threw up a little bit. Like, his stomach turned. Yeah, He was like, man, fuck y'all for fucking this up. I was going to get him murdered and I was going to give Chams out the title shot next but y'all fucked all of it up. <laughs> so now y'all get Leon versus Kobe. <laughs> but um yeah, so I don't I I'm rooting for Robbie Lawler. I'd hope that he can um come out cuz I, I just did some research on bro and the fact that he left the UFC got booted from the UFC, came back, fucked shit up, won the title, It probably has two of two of the arguably greatest um championship fights of all time cuz he's a fucking brawler. Let's hope that he, uh, to Brawler, but um, let's hope that he um leaves on his shield. And if not, let's hope he survives three
0: rounds. Like Nico Price is no world beater. Don't get me wrong. He says one, he's a win one lose one type of guy. Like like he has a win over Randy Brown, and then he lost to Abdullah Hassan, and then he follows up with a win over Tim Means, and then loses to Geoff Neal, then he gets a win to James Vick. Then he loses to Vicente Luque. Then he loses to Michael uh, Piera. Then he gets a win over Oliveira, and then he just lost to Phil Rowe. Like he does a win one, lose one every one. Like is a, he the
1: last person to beat Oliveira before Islam?
0: Uh no, this ain't Charles Oliveira. This is Alex Cowboy Oliveira. Remember when oh. Kev Holland fought? Uh huh. Yeah, not uh, but like. So he's no world beater. I'm going to say I'm going to go with Robbie Lawrence just because, like, even though Nico Price does throw a lot of shots, he also takes a lot of shots. And I think Robbie Lawrence is not going to, like, he's either going to get KO'd very badly or he might KO home dude. Because I think there's going to be an amount of respect where Nico Price, like, Robbie Lawrence is going to tell him, like, come on, let's bang right here. And then they're just going to bang. And I think this this fight could be over in like a minute uh, a round right here.
1: Mm. Robbie Lava is a gangster like that.
0: And I think he, I think if you're Nico Price, you give him that respect of like, all right, bet we're gonna bang it out, let's bang it out. And then I'm, I'm just hoping Robbie in the southpaw stance can land one mean shot.
1: Mm. Now I'm looking forward to this fight. Now I might, I might be looking forward to this fight more than any other fight now. <laughs>
0: Featured prelive for a reason. We got it on uh, cable television to let you watch it. Then, this actually, this fight should have been on the main card, but instead, we're going to get Bo Nickel versus Trayson Gore. I think Bo Nickel's first fight on a main card pay per view. No, I think the last one, he um, fought on Izzy's card last time. Was But was he on the main card too?
1: Uh huh. Oh, okay. He, so I'm pretty sure he was on the John Jones and Cyril Gantt card. And he yeah, fucked mean. it up for, like, two minutes or something like that.
0: Fuck, Jimmy, pick it up. Arm bar, tri- I think he arm barred, not arm bar, arm triangle to his
1: Arm triangle
0: is cool enough. But it was a
1: display of wrestling he put on, bro, to get him down was insane. Like, I was like, I saw him wrestle and I was like, yeah, he's from Penn State. That's the, the first thing I seen was like, yeah, he's from Penn State. That was so Penn, he has so, it's a Penn State style of wrestling. And it's just a smutty kill you. David Taylor. David Taylor gave nobody a chance. Like that's what Penn State does.
0: And don't, don't get me wrong. Like Trayson Gore got good MMA wrestling, decent, de- good MMA wrestling, and he got heavy hands. But like, I remember, I remember, I hyped up Bo Nichols so much on the John Jones gone card. Like, even you were looking at me like, I gotta see it, Paul. Like, like you, you saying a lot of things, and I gotta see it. And I was like, but he's honestly probably gonna be the like he, if he already can stand up and bang with you, you know he can get better, and no one's gonna beat his wrestling. Maybe the the Dagestani warriors will. We gotta see. That'll be a that'll be a great fight to see his wrestling against a Dagestani wrestling. But I really think sky's the, the limit for Bo Nickel, and people can keep hating on him. Oh, he's getting fast track. He's four fights in. Three. He was three fights in getting the main card status. That would suck my dick, bro. He's about this steamroll for tra- Trace On Gore. And like I fuck with Trey Gore. Like and he's in he's about another first round finish. Like I like, well, he's gonna be top fighting against a ranked guy pretty soon. Cause Izzy's running out of people.
1: Yeah, he's gonna definitely get a fast track. But um it's funny, these American wrestlers, the UFC is really investing a lot of money, should be investing a lot of money into them. Because they see it out the Dagestanis and winning winning these split decisions and shit. 'Cause motherfucking We saw Grant Dawson last week. Bo nickel this week, I'm just saying, man, sorry but Dana White's um putting investing a little bit of money into these American wrestlers. But we can talk as much good as we want about Bo Nickel. I got my dog Trayshong Gore. My boy, he 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 fucks with small podcast He's a real nigga. Stay blessed. And the coolest thing about Tray Sean Gore is that he does have that knockout power, that knockout ability. So like a lot of people might be looking at it like he might get he's about to get bulldozed. And I mean if you looked at Bo Nichols last fight and you look at the fights in the fucking contender series, none of them bit bitches barely went one minute. So like I can understand that, but like I think if you come in too um, aggressive, that could be your downfall and Trayshawn Gordon needs to find an opening and just it's all part of God's plan, man. So just stay blessed and if it's there's an opening, kill that shit. Take that shit. And please, I don't know, I don't, it's gonna be tough to stuff those takedowns to so like catch that boy with a knee.
0: That's that's gonna be the thing that I think separates Bo Nickel from any other fighter that we've seen so far. Because like even Chamayev is like it too. Because like if their if their hands connect, like Bo Nickel, you the only way you're gonna stuff Bo Nickel is if you like literally do not let him like clinch you. But the mm-hmm. moment he's not, I don't think we're gonna be seeing like. Clinch work from Bo Nickel that doesn't succeed until you him taking you to the ground. That is my opinion on him. I think he's going to be a lot harder to stop than like some of these other good MMA wrestlers that you can stuff like twenty of their takedowns. I just think Bo Nickel is not going to be somebody that like you're going to be like Marvin Vittori's a really good middleweight wrestler. Bo Nickel's laps around him, I believe.
1: Well, I would agree with you because I, I I had Bo Nickel for a little bit, maybe a few months, but. I knew I knew there was something about it. When I went to be watching Betty today, that boy was getting a haircut. I was like, "See, you ain't listening. You ain't see what happened to Justin Gaethje. What happened
0: to Kamara Uthman. So, he also people are saying there's footage of it that's back that him versus Jamie Pickett on that gone, uh Jones card. There was an illegal ball hit that should have stopped the fight. And Jamie Pickett was affected. And but Jamie Pickett even did say, like, hey, like, I'm not blaming Bo Nickel. Like, if the ref don't stop it, I'm gonna take advantage of it too. So he, uh, so he, but he was just like, there was that. And then the footage clearly shows like, like an accidental hit to the groin, or like dead on the nuts. So. <clears throat> So maybe that's why he got taken down so easy. There are some questions I think will be answered here, but I'm 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 full steam ahead with Bo Nick for right now.
1: That boy should have got a lineup on the last. He should have got a lineup before and better got that man. I don't know, man. And and it was against the grain. I was like, ugh, can't trust
0: you. And next fight, this one could be a bloodbath, but we got Jalen Turner. Going up against Dan Hooker. Your city kickboxing people, Kev. This is, your, this is your squad right here. This is one of the first. This is one of the very first people that came over with Izzy. But, I mean, people fuck with Dan Hooker. I love that he gave us the Poirier fight. That was a banger. He gave us who else he fight. That was an absolute slobber knocker fun. Uh, who I'll pull up in a second. But, Michael Chandler, was it? Oh, he got knocked out. Who was it? Uh, Edson Barbosa, the three-round fight with Barbosa. But I, I've never been a Dan Hooker fan. So I think this is about to be a bloodbath. Jaden Turner, six foot three, the Triantula for a reason. He's long as shit. Southpaw stance. Likes to use the distance. He also can submit you if it hits the mat. He did lose a split decision to Gamrot um, earlier this year. But outside of that, like, he submitted Brad Riddell and was whooping his ass on the stand-up. He got a knockout win over Jamie Malarkey. He's just multiple submission wins before that as well, leaning up to that knockout win. Like, he's he's everything I like in a fighter. And he's so long. And I just think he's – there's going to be a fight where I think Dan Hooker's bleeding in the first round. Dan Hooker Dan lands some good shots, but I think it doesn't mean Jalen Turner just kinda of putting the, a beat down on Hooker for a couple because Hooker never knows when to give up. So it's gonna be like a three round beat down.
1: So if you know me, you already know I'm CKB for life. Whatever, you feel me? But I'm not a big Dan Hooker fan either. I'm not gonna lie. You know I fuck with Jalen Turner. So I like, I forgot that Dan, Dan I forgetting Dan Hooker is C K B until you remind me of card. So I definitely got Jalen Turner in this one. I just like his fighting style. He's long as fuck. And, like, I don't know, he gives me Edison Silver vibes
0: a little bit. Like, I don't know, I fuck with him, bro. And he got some clean braids. And this is, uh, is it Dan Hooker's first fight back up? It's at lightweight because he did, he did go down to featherweight for a little stint. And he got destroyed by Arnold Allen. And... Oh no! This is his second fight. Yeah, he got destroyed by Arnold Allen in one featherweight fight, and then immediately went right back up to lightweight.
1: Yeah, he said
0: this was not a good idea. Yeah, so that this is I just, did, he he did he's coming off a window, he knocked out Chap uh Puelles in his last fight, and it, like I, I it was a pick'em fight, and I did go against Dan Hooker for the same reason.
1: I didn't um, I didn't know you still had a contract after that um that um IV shit.
0: Oh, yeah. I was shocked. I remember seeing him on
1: the Fight Watch on um, Fighter of Dan Hooker, I was like, oh, shit.
0: Man, can't. Right. I will give him the credit that his, like, last few losses are to Arnold Allen, Islam Islam Makhachev, Michael Chandler. Yeah, he
1: guys lost the hitters. I will respect him. Nobody's ever seen, tested his toughness, but, like, we'll see. But well, i fuck with Jalen Turner. I think it's, he just needs to start streaking so he can really make a shake a in that division.
0: And then this is gonna be the fight right here that everyone's waiting for, Robert Whitaker versus Druka Duplassis. Do we get a do we get the Whitaker? Is a rematch again, or is Druka Duplessis gonna shake up this division and go for a title fight after this? Can I answer both?
1: So, I think in a perfect world, the way this goes is. Izzy fights the winner and Sean Strickland fights the loser. Yeah, I like that. But here's my thing. Bobby, but Bobby Knuckles is, if there's a, Izzy's one, he's one, one A, he's one B. Or he's one A. Like, that's just the way it goes. Because, like, he's not no secondary. He's beating everybody. Like, in a, if Izzy's not in this division, we're talking yo. Is Robert Whitaker the second greatest middleweight champion of all time?
0: Potentially best middleweight because if Izzy doesn't come, he's doing what Izzy's doing currently. Yes, he's just running but, through the same people, whooping their ass all over again too. That's what he's doing currently without
1: a belt. Yeah, that's facts, but it's tough to do that. Um, you got to remember Anderson Silva was there.
0: That's true. Yeah, he could be second. I'll give him
1: second. So, like, so, but my thing is, um, he's just running through motherfuckers. He's that good. He's so much better at everything. So, like, he's the reason why I think Vittori stopped wrestling. Like, he stopped going for takedowns because he was he just, he's just looking like Robert Whitaker. He would have been too good. I wouldn't have been able to do nothing. So, I shut up and go fucking take a motherfucker down. But yeah, Bobby Knuckles has all around game. And if it wasn't for Izzy, like, he would, he would be the champion and we would be like, he'd be like on a Max Hollywood type line. We would really think like, yo, there's nobody I can fuck with, bro. So that's why Jerk is not the most African motherfucker in the UFC. I don't really have a vote in that situation. But like, come on now. But isn't going? I just don't see any way for him to win. So if he were to win,
0: how would he do it, Paul? So my boy Dreek has got a new nose.
1: He's a my boy.
0: That boy Dreek has got a new nose. He before he can only breathe through one nostril. So he was a 50% air he was a fifty percent air intake guy and was still outpacing a lot of people because he was just he was doing he was throwing the same shit every round. He never got tired. Is a hundred is is two nostrils, Treekus DuPlessis gonna be a mythical fighter. That's what a lot of people are saying right now. Other than that, he his cardio and pace is all he got going for him. But he's such he I I want to say he doesn't he's not technical, but I can't say that because maybe he looks sloppy, but he's doing shit very technically. That because like Jerry can not Jerry but Brunson was taking him down, but then of course he gets on top somehow or another and then knocks him out. And like that like he just looks so slop he, he looks so sloppy doing it that unless like he's he's gonna get caught. But he just keeps slipping and swarming his way out of those bad positions and end up winning. So maybe he does he's doing I don't know, but I don't know if he's doing it on purpose or what. But he also now apparently will be able to breathe better. So if he was already had crazy cardio, maybe he's gonna have like morab type cardio after. Who who knows? Like that that's the only way I can see him winning. But that those are I don't I believe are very those are like one to two percent odds I think I don't know but I think I think whenever this fight got announced I said Whitaker should be like a minus five hundred favorite so the fact that he's only minus three eighty it's a steal the fucking steal to me I think I don't know maybe this will be the one that this will be the one that when that Dricus wins like Twitter breaks down I I would be pissed if I've seen all my tweets for the day and his wins. And I'll and I miss out on the, all those tweets.
1: Bro, Twitter will be in a
0: fucking frenzy. It's like Andriquez has all of Africa with him, bro. Can't doubt the nation. He has South Africa on his side, for sure. He was a flag bearer at the World Cup, bro. I'll give him that. That's kind of gangster. I don't know if it was the World Cup, but he was definitely representing South Africa with the flag. I don't know where he was.
1: I respect it, but Bobby Knuckles UD. I'm giving it forty nine.
0: Forty six. It's not a. It's it's not a five round fight. It's a three round fight. It's also up. Oh, it
1: is. I'm so used to Bobby Whitaker main events. Oh my it god! Weeks, you
0: like, think like that, that cardio. In, it? Like if I it, it, all Drakus needs is a good round and a half to make it interesting.
1: I was say, do you think that plays a factor? The fact that they doesn't have to go to extra
0: two rounds, a hundred percent. Because you, like, I'm not saying Whitaker takes rounds off because he still looks good in the first round, but he has no room of error. Like if Dricus comes out and does his Donkey Kong fucking fist throwing, and you don't throw much back, and does this is, like because he could out volume you, like, the, but you could also make him look like Marvin Vittori. And does outclass him, which I think will happen. But three round five factor will make this very interesting because Dreekis could come in and look really good in the first round, maybe get him, take him down, and just win control time in the first round. And then that's really shaky, because then Whitaker has no room for error. It's like you gotta win these back to back rounds. And like I so it maybe, maybe that's where people are betting on Dreekis. Maybe that's why people are taking the long shot odds here on the South African. He's a taller guy, bigger guy. Because, you know, Whitaker wasn't always like, this isn't like, he's a small dude for a fucking middleweight. So, Drekis is going to have the weight advantage. He's taller. He has more reach, like a good two and a half inches on reach, an extra two inches in height. But Whitaker, I like, I don't know, but I'm, I'm kind of hyping up Drekis and maybe I'm like walking myself into a way he wins. But, I, I Whitaker just outclasses everyone. Taller, shorter, stronger, faster. Whitaker beats them all outside of Izzy.
1: Hell yeah. That's what it is, man. I'll see we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I think the winner gets Izzy, loser gets Sean Strickland, and then Sean Strickland has to beat that. Especially if it's Whitaker beats that person. And that's how Sean Strickland gets the title shot.
0: What if how you just put yourself in your in your mental state, you're watching live, you're in the group chat. Mate, we're probably going to be going live um, on YouTube we're, we're on Mac, all that. Like, put yourself in the mental state of you're watching that happening. And, and the first round goes by and Dreekis was on top for four and a half minutes. And you're going into the second round now, like there's like <laughs> like, how are you talking in the Twitter chat? <laughs> How you like? It's it, like that's it. the world. It could get real shaky after that first round.
1: Oh, we are going insane! I'm like, bro, this is bullshit.
0: This is crazy. I'm like, Whitaker got going back to back, right? And then also, the second round starts off. He gets taken down again for like all of a sudden. He, that's what I'm saying. Like three round fights kind of could kind of could go crazy, but we can't spend too much time on this one because we do got a co back to back title fights. Brandon right. Moreno, first title defense against Alexander Pantoja. Moreno minus 200, Pantoja plus 170. Pantoja's 2-0 and against Moreno. Sent, uh, beat him in uh, um, tough, I believe, and then beat him again. And that's when Moreno left the UFC. I think he went to Jungle FC, and then he came back, went on to have that championship run. Within having the, the fucking quadrilogy with uh uh Davis and Figueroa, now we get the fight. This will be the trilogy for them. Does Pantoja when it? Does Pantoja go three and zero against Moreno? Has Moreno leveled up since their last two encounters, um or does Pantoja gone figured out? I mean,
1: everybody has a lot of respect for Pandoja, Pantoja, and I'm not tripping on it, but this is a completely different Brandon Moreno. Like, this is not that same. I don't even know who that dude was that got beat by you those first two times because this guy here just is a world-beater. He just fucked up Davidson Figueroa. Like, he is a problem. He's an issue. And you can come with a good game plan, but I think he can adapt. And I think that's what people are. People, that's why, people, maybe that's something I'm the only person that thinks that because a lot of people are putting this as a, you could do it. And I'm like, nah. I mean, Pantoja has a nice ground game. Andy can get some crazy nice subs. But nah, Brandon Moreno's not going for it. Liver kick, he gonna do like he did Car France.
0: See, the one thing that does scare me is just how... Because Moreno, we were looking at him when he was fighting Figueroa, and it was like, okay, Figueroa was kind of the better striker, even though Moreno would have his moments. But when it hit the mat, Moreno was the more active like He was always... Fucking rolling, reversing, getting into better positions, kind of getting into submission attempts. He was just having, he was having his way, kind of on the mat. Pantoja is like that against everyone I've ever seen. I never, I haven't watched those two fights, but like I think he submitted Moreno or maybe knocked him down in those first fights. But I just, I know his last two fights, he submitted Alex Perez in the first round, and then he submitted, he submitted Brandon Royval. In the second round, and Brandon Revolve is nice on the mat, and he can stand up and strike. Like so, Pantoja had to run through some hitters before he went up against uh, Manuel Cape, who was at the time I think top six in the division, and a heavy hitter. Beat him, <clears throat> so like he's had to go on the 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 tough route to get his title shot. I nice. love I love Moreno though, but like it does kind of scare me because like. I think there will be moments it hits the mat and pantojas is I think that's a world a world class level when it hits the mat. and I just don't want to see it go there I'm gonna root with my dog Moreno personally I'm rooting for him but my pick is gonna be pantoja here
1: wow you not know you already know over here is Eva Mexico so you know we got Brandon moreno that's crazy Pa I would have never thought
0: that out of you I don't wanna do it because i i'm I'm also i'm gonna have to bet the underdog here too, but I just think I think this is gonna be an exciting fight. I think moreno's gonna I think it's gonna be a stand up fight for the first few rounds, but eventually we'll hit the man pantoja's gonna just just end up winning somehow submission Pantoja submission bro, I'm calling it
1: Moreno's getting the dub and then he's going to watch um he's gonna go watch a couple episodes of one piece after this.
0: And Then we got a two another Mexican here in the main event. We got Alexander Volkanovski taking on Yair Rodriguez. Fresh blood for Volkanovsky, someone he hasn't seen yet, so it should be kind of exciting. But Volk is minus four hundred to Yair's plus three ten. The bookmakers are kind of leaning heavy right here on Volkanovski. Do you see? Do you see Alexander the Great? Get knocked off his throne, or is he here to sure. stay?
1: Motherfucking fuck no! I mean, yeah, Rodriguez. Don't get me wrong, dangerous fighter, unpredictable. His kicks are crazy. I was watching just like a two-minute highlights of just his kicks. Shit was phenomenal. But this is Alexander the motherfucking great. We're talking about the same dude. That avenged both is slightly controversial, very controversial. Wins overall. Max Holloway beat the fuck out the Korean zombie. Survived the fucking guillotine and triangle from um, T City. This motherfucker is doesn't fears nothing. Doesn't fear doggerstein wrestling. He got up out of it, like he fears nothing. And he trains for everything, so like I think Yair can have a have a lot of um success with use with his kicks because his kicks are crazy like he will throw a t kick and you know, a then he'll throw lever kicks, he can throw a spinning back kicks his kicks are my favorite part of his game, and because of the because of the um size difference, he can use that to measure range, but I still don't see folk losing this like. Volk is a fucking issue. He just went up to, he just went up to, to one fifty five, fought the number three rank, number two ranked guy. the number one two ranked guy in the world. Beat him in my opinion, and came back and immediately told him, what I need my fight for my. I need. We need to get rid of this um unification belt." But, but yeah, I got Vogue, man. No way.
0: See, I hear, my eyes. That Brian Ortega fight still, I don't know. I'm not. know i am not i still unhappy with that shoulder getting popped out of place, and that's how he wins it. I still think Brian Ortega would have won, and that is probably me being biased to being a T City fan. But he did. I will say he did beat Josh Emmett. He uh he did get cracked once or twice, but he 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 ate those shots. Ended up submitting homeboy, and. His Korean zombie KO, he does that little twist elbow over the back KO. That was, like, one of the best KOs I've ever seen. Volkanovski, right? Like he, Yeah, one thing that stands out is his unanimous decision lost to Max Holloway, which was a great fight. Don't get me wrong, but Max won that fight. And the last time Max and Volk fought, Volkanovski had his way with him. And I've never seen Max get dominated like that. And outside of Volkanovski, I don't think I'll ever see Max get dominated like that anymore. So, like, yes, it's fresh blood, everything. But if right now, if this was a main event, Yair versus Volkanovski, I mean, I mean Yair versus Max, I would think Max would still beat him. And knowing what I know what Volk did to him, I know made a, math don't make sense, but, like, Yair is a fun striker. Not the most technical, like he's still very technical, but we've seen him get outboxed and outstruck against against Max Holloway, who is a very ref- he's not going to throw all the flashy shit like you do, but he's a much more refined. And then Volkanovski just tore him apart. So yeah, that, that that's to be my reasoning behind like why I'm riding the Volkanovski right here. And it's crazy to say there's like three Mexicans fighting on this card, and I'm not picking any of them. <laughs>
1: crazy. I thought you picked
0: guess no, I got Volk. Volk got to beat the right, Like Biar gonna beat Max, and what I just saw happen to Max against Volk, like it's it's hard not not to see the same thing going. Maybe he has a striker's chance because he does he he does throw shit that you cannot account for. You can't account that's... for like a twisting fucking back elbow as you're blitzing in. Like that that's his one way. But I've seen Volkanovsky get caught in some sticky situations, and he just. He finds a way out of it and wins.
1: So, okay. I'm, I'm looking to... forward to some vote grounding pounds. pound. I would love for vote to get them this to get this to get to the floor. Vote past the guard and say, "Yeah, it's time to fuck some shit up." But this card is gonna be a banger. For tough, the episode is actually going live as we speak. Oh, I guess it's over now. But um, Connor McGregor is zero and six. <laughs> Hate to see it. Like, tragic. I'm actually about to rewatch the episode now. It's on live on ESPN um, Plus. But um, that's tragic. And this season is not doing numbers and it has the ESPN backing it has Connie McGregor. The ultimate fighter might be cooked. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> might be over with? Not
1: over. Not over as if they're not going to do it anymore. But like unless they do an entire overhaul or some crazy cool shit yeah, it's cooked. I don't see them boys. They 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 not suck the the juice out of it. They're not hitting nothing else with
0: it. See, what made it tough so great was how low budget and authentic it was, and like you get a whole bunch of testosterone guys in a house together, and let them let them figure it out, and then you start getting some shit going. That's what made it great. Those little clips that live on forever, that still pop. up. Yeah. like that's what made it great. Now it's you know, so. If you want, if you want that shit to happen again, you gotta make it a. a, a you gotta get the slap fighters.
1: That Keep, would be crazy.
0: Get the slap fighters who are fine for a thousand dollars in a house, <laughs> low budget. Like you know, to, like, you don't have to put much money into it. And then I'm telling you, but like, people are gonna be intrigued watching these motherfuckers. And you can feed them alcohol like it's water. <laughs> yeah, like like. Let them like they're they're not they're not gonna let the politics get in the way of what they're doing, and you're not gonna really hurt the UFC UFC brand if anything bad does happen. So I that's just my opinion.
1: I'm fucking with it, man. But yeah, tough right now. We'll see how it goes. I mean, they had a little moment of violence. McGregor pushed on the, um, the fuck out of Michael Chandler. Oh,
0: I see but- that. I seen. That. I saw it on the Totally Blitz page. The leaks.
1: No, nah, that shit was funny when that shit leaked because I know they were upset, but in, it ended up, Dana White literally scurried off into that ring immediately when he saw she got spicy. Did the race? Got into the ring. Told Michael Chandler to slide. even though know, Connor started. Conner is the one that kind of um, escalated it. So, see, I
0: like that made me like Chandler more. Was watching that clip. The way he was like, whoop.
1: Ooh, let's get it
0: going. Like when he was getting hype, I was like, "Oh, I kind of fuck with that energy right there." Like you got, you got in his head. Like you're pissing him off, and and now you're like, "Oh yeah, I'll answer the call."
1: That's real nigga shit, man. But that's UFC 290, man. That's tough 31. And that- Conor McGregor. Hopefully, they get a win eventually. They only got two more matches, two more fights left. But is there anything else going to drop?
0: I'm probably. When's International Fight Week actually going to be on international ground? I think this is like the last few years it's all been in Las Vegas. Oh, is it not usually in Vegas? No, it is usually in Vegas, but I'm just saying it's International Fight Week. Uh... How come we not in South Africa or New Zealand or Mexico or Brazil We're literally like there's more of those, any one of those fighters than there is American <laughs> on this it's because Vegas
1: is the fight capital of the world.
0: That's true. I will give him that. But until Vegas gives me an arena like Japan does, they're gonna have. They're gonna have. Right. They're gonna have to hold their breath.
1: I was gonna say, you know the um, what do they call those gangsters in Japan? You know the gangsters in Japan, Yakuza. I
0: mean. the Yakuza. Yeah, they ain't going for that. Yeah, Dan White is not stepping foot over. No, none of them.
1: But well, all right, man, that's the motherfucking card for you, man. This has been a great episode, man. But if you didn't know, we don't mind telling you again that this is the Totally Blitz podcast. My name is Kev Waterboy, Savoy. I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham with him constantly. You should go like, subscribe, and share this with a friend and let that person know that they're a bitch.